I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. We've been going through the book of Acts. Today we'll be in Acts chapter 21, verses 15 through 25. You know, my focus since I started Bible on the Beach 155 episodes ago was so that disciples can make disciples and churches can plant churches. And what I mean when I say that is uh, every person that follows God can teach someone else to follow God. Uh, as that happens, little groups form. Those are called churches. And uh, this is how people learn about God and what he's doing um, in people's lives. How does he do that? He learns through, through my life, through your life. Do so you see what God does in, in you and through you is how other people learn about God. It's a really fun time to be alive. We started three years ago, We're celebrating that this month. Three people in a jiu-jitsu studio. Now there's 22 churches in five countries. We've helped uh, 6,000. 562 liters of water be produced for marginalized. It's been a, quite a ride. Thank you so much for praying for us, encouraging us, supporting us. It's been a wonderful last season of life. Now today, we're going to be in Acts chapter uh, 21, starting in verse 15. Now afterward, we packed our bags and set off for Jerusalem with some of the believers from Caesarea accompanying us. They brought us to a village where they introduced us to Mason, a Cypriot, one of the original disciples, and he offered us hospitality. So you see, there's a great example of when God's doing something new. Uh, he does it um, in smaller places. So here we have a church in a village. Um, we have a church in a, in a village in El Salvador. There's about 300 people that live in Palmercito. And so it's very easy to start a church when it revolves around you know just the Bible and food and some relationships it's very easy to see God move especially when you don't need the money um, and so that's what I teach uh, we don't really need the money for churches so much as we need money to fund infrastructure projects for those areas that aren't serviced by the government and so here we see Paul uh, being strategic again he goes and he visits all of the churches that God used him to establish. It's a good methodology. If you're a leader, you want to take responsibility for the people that you feel uh, that you have influence with. That's being responsible. Most people these days, uh, they want you know the influence, but they don't want any of the responsibility uh, that goes along with uh, caring uh, for people on a personal level. Uh, and that, that's not right. We should pray that we have more responsibility than we do influence. That's certainly God's heart for us. So <clears throat> Paul's doing that. <clears throat> they were greeted with, with hospitality. I mentioned last time that when you go and you visit places, it's okay to do it humbly and sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag and stay with people. That's how I've been to 41 countries. Most of them were not in hotels. Uh, it was uh, on the floor and uh, just trying to learn and see the world. And, and, and all that God had put in it. So in verse 17, it says, when he finally arrived in Jerusalem, the believers welcomed us with delight. The next day, Paul and our team had a meeting with Jacob and the elders of the Jerusalem church. Uh, I've been treated with, I've been greeted with delight, especially by some Papo. Um, I just visited um, Mitch down in Argentina and, and I got to stay with him. Uh, it was a beautiful time. I was. I was treated with delight. I know that feeling. So 
But they want to get down to business because there were some things that were happening in the church that they needed to straighten out. Again, you know, when God starts moving, people need to be taught. We can't assume uh, that, that people have been taught what you've been taught. That's why I teach the Bible uh, and why I try to do it um, five days a week uh, here on Bible on the Beach because we need to learn and be taught uh, correct thinking from incorrect thinking. We live in an era and a time now where people universally are incapable of correct thinking versus incorrect thinking. There's virtually no discernment between the two. Everything is relegated to opinion. And so what the Bible does is it helps our mind to be renewed so that it moves from opinion to, to correct thinking. So we need God every day. We live in a world where we need God every day to renew our mind and show us how to think how he thinks. Now, if you want to think how you think, go do your thing. If you want to think how God thinks, you're going to have to hear from God. That's why every time I teach, I always say, God, give me the eyes to see because I'm not seeing correctly. Give me the ears to hear because I'm not hearing correctly. Give me the heart to respond because the Bible says the heart is deceitful and wicked above all things and who could know it. So we need to see, we need to hear, and we need to respond correctly to what God wants to do uh, in us and through us. <clears throat> so Paul explained in detail what God had accomplished through his ministry among the non-Jewish people. So Paul sort of gives an update. Um, and I, I try to do that. <clears throat> you know, God is doing a lot in your life, through your life. You want to give people a little report about it from time to time. Give all glory to God. Isn't it amazing that he uses any of us at all? It's incredible. Now, verse 20 <clears throat> When they heard Paul's report, they praised God and they said to him, you know, brother, that there are tens of thousands of Jews who have embraced the faith and are passionately keeping the law of Moses. But they heard a rumor that you've been instructing Jews everywhere to abandon Moses by telling them that you don't need to circumcise your children or keep our Jewish, Jewish customs. They will certainly hear that you've come to Jerusalem. So what is the proper way to proceed? Now, what was happening here was their culture was butting up against what Christ was doing in a new way. <laughs> this happens all the time. If you think God is going to move and he's not going to reorient your culture, not I'm not talking about this, your culture, you're mistaken, my friend. God always challenges your cultural assumptions and wants to change your cultural assumptions. You know, go back to the beginning of Acts. Jesus says, I'm going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's what they liked because that's where they lived. Then Judea, then Samaria, then the outer ends of the earth. Every time God calls you, he challenges your culture. He starts where you are. I, I learned about God in these waves behind me when I was 17. <clears throat> Here I am over 30 years later. <laughs> I've had nothing but my challenges, uh, nothing but my assumptions challenge and let me ask you a question. What part of your culture is God trying to challenge right now? Or your life is he trying to challenge? If God's not challenging your culture and your assumptions, you, my friend, are not paying attention. Because that's exactly what God does every single day. We like to think that our way of thinking is the best. It isn't. God's way is. We like to think our culture is the best. It isn't. God's acultural. Acultural. <clears throat> not monocultural. So 
They're dealing with this here just like we deal with it today. And Paul's going to get right to the heart of the matter because they had cultural customs that were butting up against that, that had very much to do with their identity, just like it does with us. Um, and uh, God wants to challenge those. So let's get right down to it here. He says, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to tell people to keep getting circumcised. And uh, in verse 23, he says, we urge you to follow our suggestions. We have four men here who have taken a vow and are ready to have their heads shaved. Um, now go with them to the temple and sponsor them at their purification ceremony and, and pay all their required expenses. Then everyone will know that the rumors they heard are false. So he says, they'll see that you are the one who lives according to the law of Moses. But in reference to the non-Jewish believers, we've sent them a letter with our decision stating that they should avoid eating meat that has been offered to an idol or eating blood uh, or any animal that has been strangled to avoid uh, sexual immorality. So what Paul encourages them to do is to keep Jesus at the center of their thinking and to make cultural things secondary. There's no better example of this than surfing lowers behind me. Now, when you paddle out at lowers, it is a an elite wave. It's uh, one of the best waves in California. One of the cultural assumptions is that you don't bring a lot of people there to surf with you. You kind of go by yourself. And if you do paddle out, you're pretty good. Now, that's not written in stone. It's not written in the Bible. But for those of us who live around here, the assumption is that if you paddle out out there, you're kind of from around here and you kind of know what you're doing. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm trying to explain to you cultural assumptions and how people think. Now, when you paddle out at lowers and you surf, let's say a beginning bodyboarder paddles out. Now, if you follow Jesus, uh, are you going to be rude to that beginning bodyboarder? Well, no, because your identity is in following Jesus. It's not in your culture of being a locally good surfer. Jesus calls us to his character and his commandments more than the culture that we like. And when you understand that, then God helps you be kind and be peaceful and, and be loving. And so that's just one example uh, and, and that's kind of an example of what, what is going on here. Paul is saying, keep following God, keep following Jesus, and all of this cultural stuff uh, will get straightened out. That's what I want to encourage you with today. Keep following God, keep loving the Lord, keep allowing him to challenge your culture. It doesn't have to change all at once, but it will if you're paying attention to the Lord and what he's doing in your life. So, and thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. Uh, if you've got a lot out of this, I'm going to pray for you in a minute. Would you please text someone or tell someone what help help people hear from God every day here at Bible on the Beach? Let me pray for you. God, thanks for today. Thank you for your grace and your mercy uh, in my life, uh, in our life. And may we walk and be a representative of that today. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.